This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing and knit and paint and dance and spin, would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy... Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Art and Craft Creativity, Interviews with people who make, they are here to help keep you sane. Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. This is episode 168. I just have to tell you up front that this is a bit of a departure from my normal routine. It's customary for me to interview people who I have never met usually or people that I might have known a little bit online but I don't actually know very well personally. On this episode, I'm going to interview one of my creative collaborators, a young man who's become a very good friend of mine. We've worked for the last several months together on several projects, and you may recognize him from some of the most recent Craft Sanity YouTube videos. Jonathan D. Lopez joined the Craft Sanity team a few months ago and has been helping me with those video projects and some other projects I've been working on here at the Craft Sanity headquarters. However, that is not his claim to fame. Uh, He is an accomplished artist and craftsman in his own right. He has his own pretty major project that he's been working on for several months, I'd say since about April. This really has been a serious undertaking. Uh, He's entering Art Prize 2015. And for those of you who've been following this podcast, you know that Art Prize is an international art competition that attracts artists and creative folks from all around the globe to compete for some pretty large prizes. There is a public vote and now also a curated vote where they have people that are great minds in the art world select a winner and then also the public selects a winner. It used to be a solely public vote, but they've kind of evolved the the competition as it's gone along. And it's fantastic, really. It's really great. I've been in it myself uh, in 2009. So I have some idea of what goes into this. And I have been enjoying a front row seat as John has put together his project over the last several months. His project is called Claylist. It's basically a parody of the Craigslist personals. So he'll explain a lot more about his project, but just in a nutshell, basically he's created this satirical storyline where animals are posting personal ads and he's sculpting the animals, these creatures, and he is photographing them in a scene And then he's writing a personal ad for the animal. They are looking to connect online. Now, his presentation is, it's very complicated in that he's sculpting, he's photographing these sculptures in the scene, and then he's using the computer to present these ads. They'll be running on a loop at three computer stations. There will be three sculptures that people will be able to see as they walk by. So that's kind of the nutshell version of what 
he'll be doing. I, I really like his sculptures and his photography, but one of the most striking things and most universal things, like the takeaway for those of you listening now, is that John is somebody who has made art his job long before it is actually his job. So he is uh, someone who has a day job, and he'll tell you more about that. Uh, and he sculpts after he gets out of work, basically treats that as his second job. So his art is something he has completely dedicated himself to. And it's been so fun to watch the evolution of his work in just the last calendar year. So it is with some <laughs> trepidation that I bring you this interview because, like I said, when you interview your friends, it kind of gets a little dicey. Uh, but I think I think I'm going to do him justice. At least I really hope so. And this is really um, a conversation, but most – I mean, I present Craft Sanity as a conversation. This is not a very strict uh, interview. My format is pretty loose and conversational anyway, which was perfect for this. So uh, before I get to that, I want to thank my Patreon sponsors for continuing to support this podcast. Thank you so much for keeping me motivated to do this thing. And thank you for being such a great audience. And I also want to thank Ted and his team at ACS Home and Work for supporting the show. They've been my only long-term sponsor. And I know I haven't seen Ted in a while. Ted, if you're listening, we need to go to lunch soon <laughs> and catch up. So thank you, Ted, for your continued support. I appreciate it. Okay, listeners, um, this is going to be um, – I think this is going to be a fun one. Uh, Jonathan and I laugh a lot when we are working on projects. And so I think this will be fun. But I hope that you're also just inspired to dedicate yourself to whatever it is that you want to do. And as I've been kind of sorting out what I want to do in the next phase of my life, it's been really good for me to help Jonathan with his project. And I talk a little bit about that aspect later in the show. Okay, uh, one more quick thing before we start the show officially. Um, I don't even know how to really explain this, but <laughs> Claylist is really a PG art exhibition. It's not salacious. However, it's very possible that many of you will get the wrong impression uh, <laughs> because of where this podcast is going to start. Uh, Jeff, my husband, did the first edit on the show and for the first like eight minutes of the recording that I did with Jonathan, the fan was running on my computer. And for reasons I can't really explain right now, I was like, oh, whatever. The microphone won't pick that up. Well, it totally did. And Jeff just thought it was like too distracting for listeners to hear that. So the show is going to start with me setting the scene of probably the most unsavory place that I went with Jonathan to photograph one of his Claylist characters. Now, I just need to preface this whole thing with, this is not how most of the characters um, are going to be portrayed, and this is the most ridiculous photo shoot of the whole thing. I don't know if I helped at all <laughs> with this explanation, but I feel a little better. So, okay, now we can get on with the show. You have your finished sculpture, you take that into an environment, and some of the environments are totally normal environments, like a beach or 
um, the weeds in my front lawn <laughs> you've utilized, which I felt kind of like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, John. You're like, this yeah. is perfect. Her, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, like the my, furnace, the furnace I've used. And then there, of course, was only one seedy locale. And, and and it couldn't get any seedier, really. <laughs> the, the 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 massage this was parlor, the ridiculous, most ridiculous thing ever. Oh my gosh! If someone had told me that I would end up outside a massage parlor with you and a and a plasticine figure, uh, <laughs> talking to protesters across the street, because yeah. you were like all you were on the ground and there's like garbage on the ground by you and stuff. There's probably needles. No, it was a needle. There were any, I wouldn't. I would have told you if there were needles. I'd be like, oh, oh I hope he doesn't. No. I would have told you. No, there's just, like, people's, like, drop food and stuff. I'm like, this is nasty. But it says, like, triple X in the background. And the character that you sculpted, he was a... Uh, he was a dirty frog. A du- dirty frog. With hair. With we- with bad hair. <laughs> bad. Not as, like a toupee. Not quite like Donald Trump, but bad. And <laughs> you were intensely trying... You're, like, really intent on getting a photo that... He's the owner of a, a massage parlor. Yeah. He's looking for a date. And what is he saying, basically, if it doesn't work out dating-wise? You, you, you can come work for me. He, he's <laughs> like, is, well, I'm, I'm looking for young girls. That's, like, you that's probably the the, yeah. probably the creepiest of all your characters. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah that, that and the fly. And the walrus, though, is seems like a nice older man. He's yeah he's he's one of those those types of guys where he just you know he's he's a workaholic and and so now that he's retired he he just he, wants he, to share his bucket of fish with yeah somebody. no big deal right he, he just he just wants someone to come home to yeah so he's a very nice man so some of the characters I would say most of them the one that Abby my daughter Abby suggested that was probably <laughs> the weirdest one of the weirdest ones she said oh I have an idea and then I almost shut down her idea yeah. And you were quite perturbed about that, actually. You're like, no, that's a great idea. Because she suggested that a rabbit that was looking to date a carrot. And I was like, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Abby. And you were like, no, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. And you then what proceeded to sculpt a rabbit. One of the creepiest rabbits you'll, you'll come across. A very creepy rabbit who is basically just looking for its next meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's kind of a sinister plot here. Um, but again, because we're talking about carrots, it's not really sinister, and that's what make it, makes it fun. And that one was shot with dark light. You know, you, oh yeah, that's very dark. Where that, were you for that one? Um, that, are you kidding me? That was just in the living room. Remember? And then I, I just got a, I just put a light underneath it, oh, so, that I do it so that, that it looked like a, yes. a, a laptop screen. Okay. And, yep. And that's and that's the thing is that you can take a character and it doesn't actually look creepy so much like without the lighting. But I come the in there with key. with like a little blue gel to simulate the, the the computer screen, and it just you know it pops. The underlighting, you know, it's sort of like what they did with uh, Dick Cheney in, in a photo shoot and just made him look evil. But... Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> well, at that's... least you're not, at least you're using your powers for good. You're trying to win <laughs> our competition. My word. So, but even when you get the photo done, though. You're still not done with the project. No, no. Because your presentation, which we still got to get people to understand what the presentation is. So after you get the sculpture done, you've done the photo, you've edited the photo, you've mm-hmm. written the synopsis, and what did you want to say about the fly? Oh, uh, she, I, the fly has uh, the the just to give you an idea of how these go. You have about they're pretty short. They're like a little paragraph. Yeah. And you're gonna have these on a comp- on three computer monitors. Yeah, I, I bought a. Uh, Three old iMac computers because of the matte displays. I I'm just I'm always worried they about. They actually glares. are sweet looking computers. Though. Oh, they're beautiful. I think they're they kind of have a almost kind of vintage quality now. <laughs> yeah, so like you, you're not gonna. You, a you lot can't of people, find a computer like that. A lot that of people now. don't recognize them 
Uh, I mean, aside from the the Apple logo on there. Yeah. But uh, let me just pull up the the fly. It says uh, a fly in your wall, a misconnection. I've been buzzing around, but you keep shooing me away. If only you got to know me, you'd know that I'm really that I'm a really friendly fly, not interested in long-term relationships, just food. Leave the light on and you play it on the table. I'll handle the rest. <laughs> you get to that point where you've got your text, you've got your photo, you have your monitors. Now, your presentation at Art Prize is going to be what? You're going to be in DeVos. DeVos Place. DeVos Place. Yeah. And you're going to have, you're building a desk right now. Yeah, I, right now I'm working on making a desk that's, uh, that's the perfect type for people walking uh, along because... Uh, Let's face it, like, if it were at a desk, you'd, you'd have to, like, crouch over. But uh, that, that led me to uh, think about how many people came through last year when I was uh, standing by my artwork. They were in wheelchairs, and uh, and they were, like, squinting. They couldn't see, like, right, half the stuff. Right, it was too stuff. high. Yeah. yeah everything, every, like, pretty much all the 2D work at ArtPrize is up, you know, four feet from, from the ground. And uh, And I thought, well, if I have three different displays... You know, you get it from you get an angle from from both directions, and you know, people standing straight in front of the display, and uh, and I figured uh, if I have it on the right side of the desk, you know, from the direction that people are coming from, someone in a wheelchair can can roll right alongside it, and they can see it from the same perspective that the people standing could. So, so it'll be and kids can see it too. Kids can see it because a lot of times kids are yep. unable to see it; they won't be able to reach a higher desk. So yeah. people will be able to come through, and you're going to have... Because I know initially you were talking about not having any actual sculptures there. Oh, yeah. I was super against that idea. And you're really against it. it, it, it like, I, I, I kept bringing it up, and you were getting mad. You were getting kind of mad about it. I get mad. I know you I do. And I, so what I have to do is just kind of like back off and let you kind of come to your own conclusions. When you stop getting mad about it, and you finally... Because <laughs> here's the thing. Now, this is why I was pushing so hard for this, is because... One of the things about your work, when I've, I saw photos on your website initially, that's the first how I was introduced to your work, mm-hmm. is just your gallery on your website. And when I saw those, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I look again, I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. But then when I saw the sculptures, you had brought some in. Yeah. And I saw them, like a whole collection of like, I don't know, five or six of these things. And I was like, no one else was in the office. And this was a school newspaper office at the community college. Nobody else was in there, and you just, like, left them in there in that plastic bin. And mm-hmm. I, like, so you didn't see this, what happened? Like, October, and I was like, wow, <laughs> like, whoa, like, these are really <laughs> cool. And, like, I'm looking, I did not touch anything. I was like, if I leave a thumbprint, he'll know. But, no, I, I but I, I was looking at it, and I was like, wow, I'm like, and it, the texture, and, like, just seeing, and, of course, I like to make stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. like to find it, and I, I love to talk to people about what they make and how they, what tools they use and all that kind of stuff. So, clearly, I'm, like, a super nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff, but I felt like when I saw the gallery of photos initially, and and I thought, well, yeah, and I respected the work from the beginning, but I didn't, I wasn't as impressed until I saw it. When I saw it in person, I was like, wow, like, this is really cool. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of people, it's like you have this connection to the work that you don't have if it's a photograph, because then people think, also, sometimes with photographs, people think you're doing Photoshop tricks. Oh and, yeah, you know all this well, kind of stuff. All kinds you're not of, doing... There's all kinds of 3D manipulation and 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 like 3D. Uh, what, what is it like? Uh, uh, not animation, like but CGI. Yeah, 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 CGI computer generated. Yeah, 
Uh, and that's that's the thing with my characters. It's it's not computer generated. It, it, it's tangible. Right. And, and like, I'm so glad you're going to do yeah. that part. So you're going to have... So explain, you got the desk, and it's accessible to people of all ages, kids, adults, people in wheelchairs, and you're going to have a monitor on each on each of, you know, three three stations set up. Yeah. And in front of each monitor, what will be there? So in front of, like, the, the center monitor is going to be placed, like, this full-size pig, and uh, he's going to be leaning forward at the desk. So, so he's not blacking, you know, too much. Uh, the screen, and uh, on the other side, I'll have uh, a smaller critters like uh, a frog, and uh, like some sort of rodent. I'm thinking a squirrel. That way, that they can respond to some of the uh, uh, ads. Like I'm gonna try and personalize each computer for each animal. Okay. So you know. The, the, so the, what the, would be appealing to a squirrel? It's yeah. probably not appealing to a pig. No, and. I have a feeling that there's going to be uh, a little bit of a clash with the pig and uh, and the female pig on on Claylist. That'll be interesting. <laughs> That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So people will be able to see this really uh, an entry with many dimensions to it because it's just it's not you see the physical evidence of the sculpture, mm-hmm. those three pieces there. There will be uh, basically you're going to have the ad cycling through. Yeah, so it, people will see the photo a, and the it's personal on a video ad, loop. and yeah. get to get to read those and enjoy those photos there. Um, and then there'll be some interaction then between the character. So you're going to kind of in a way, you know, personify those you know the critters that are sitting in front of this desk. <laughs> um, as far as time goes, now because I've been following this whole process and we've been talking throughout the process, I mean I have a very good idea of how much time. I mean, mm-hmm. you've worked on this pretty much every day for the last several months with yeah. some days off, but usually there's something. Yeah. Because even when you're, like, just talking, I mean, because you've been at my dinner table with my family and you're just talking and not really working on this project, you're talking about the project and trying to strategize, <laughs> like, okay, if I build the table this way or if I yeah. if I get this monitor um, or if I do this. And, and it's like, so this has been something that's kind of consumed you for... I probably drove you nuts. Like, I remember talking like, oh, wow, gosh, this is such a great deal on that iMac. I found one for 150 bucks. Yeah. Well, you know, you didn't drive me nuts. <laughs> I, I think what I appreciate about it, because anytime I'm, like, trying to, like, buy, you know, I, my printing press gave birth to, a, like, a little, a smaller printing press, and you want to talk to people about it. So I've talked to people about printmaking who are not interested in the least bit. But what I enjoy when I talk to other people who make things, what I like about it, and even if I'm not looking to buy an iMac like you were buying one, because you would have got mad if I like went and bought it first. You tell me like what you're like, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy that just to mess with him and then sell it to him for double the price. Um, but no, I didn't get, you know, it didn't drive me nuts. I I've enjoyed this whole process of seeing this develop from like an idea, uh, kind of a shaky idea at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was kind of shaky at first. Oh, I'm not gonna. Deny yeah. That. No, yeah. but but the thing that's so cool about this is that, and what I like about the way you approach this kind of stuff is that there are a lot of people sitting there listening right now, and they have ideas. I mean, we all have ideas, and we all have a lot of shaky ideas. And sometimes what happens is the initial you get an idea, you're like, oh, I should do this thing, I should you know make this exhibit, or I should I know, this contest, or and your idea might not be well thought out, or it might not be like fully baked. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, you know, that's not going to work. Uh, or they talk to a friend, or they talk to a group, you know, you pitch it to a group of people, and they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that idea. Yeah. And you have to figure out, how do you, like, regroup after that? Because not everybody's going to love your idea. 
you know, and, and for you to be like so passionate and so focused on this and every single person you've talked to has not exactly like fanned the flames. Yeah. You know, there have been points well, when people were like, yeah, I don't really see the, that or, or, yeah. or, you know, when I'm like, yeah, I love on Craigslist. That sounds a little creepy to me. Like, <laughs> and I wasn't, I, I, I understood what you were trying to do and I believed that you could do that. I was just like, I don't know if that's the right way to do it. So, I probably wouldn't get into DeVos place with a title like that. <laughs> well, you probably would have just needed an attorney um, with a title like that. But but the thing is, how did you push through early on the project when people were there wasn't really evidence? It was like in your head, and you couldn't mm-hmm. show somebody a sculpture, you couldn't show somebody a photo. Because now you have sculptures, photos, you have t-shirts now, we just made t-shirts. So you're like... I'm really, wearing one. Yeah, you're wearing your t-shirt right now. Um, he's wearing a Matter Pigs t-shirt folks so um <laughs> and i went into menards with it on yeah and so. people are like totally like what's up with this guy i had a few double takes but no one got upset well i think it's kind of funny when you see a man wearing a shirt that says men are pigs um <laughs> but yeah and this is not meant to be chauvinistic this is really meant to be satirical and oh, funny absolutely. i mean because yeah. we don't really believe men are pigs that's, that's most so, men are not pigs. yeah some on click and craigslist the oh, ones that man. are really doing some gross stuff that's kind of piggish but yeah well like like, part, part of me is, like, I, I really love to see art mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, people people like to get really serious about art. And one of the things that I love to do is just make people uh, lighten up a bit, you know? So it, well, yeah, and I think that it, it's, it's fun when the art is, it's entertaining and it's thought-provoking and it um, tells a story. I like the fact that each character has a story. So it's not like you just see a photo... And then you walk away from that photo. Mm-hmm. It's like you can linger by the photo and, well, they'll be flashing on the screen in a loop. Yeah. But you could read it and there's a story to it. Uh, and, you know, and people are going to like some of them better than others. There's going to be usually probably one or two characters that people are like, whoa, I really like that one. Um, and that's great. You know, if they can pick their favorite one, families can sit, sit there and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting back to what I was, I really want people to hear your perspective on how you push through something when you're trying to you're trying to get your idea fully formed and kind of pared down to something you can actually execute. How did you kind of keep going with this when there were times when you're like, okay, it's not going to work to have Craigslist in the name Mm -hmm. of my project. I got to retool that. And you were going to take apart all the sculptures like as you went. Yeah. There's some things that have changed. How did you kind of keep pushing through, even if you got discouraged at times by something not working or someone not, saying, hey, I love that idea, and they're saying, yeah, I don't get it, you know? I, I, I think when it comes to, to any sort of craft, uh, it, it just boils down to having, like, tough skin, and, like, you got to accept failure. If you can't handle failure, you, you can't really successfully create anything, because what good work is is a culmination of a bunch of trial and error, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I just got that ingrained early on, like, since, like, my photography 101 class with Patrick. I just remember him coming over my shoulder and, like, taking the mouse from my hand and, like, scrolling through my pictures and saying, John, none of these are any good. I want you to go out and, and reshoot these. And I had taken, like, 300 pictures, you know? For you, that's a lot. For me, yeah, yeah, these For days, me, that's yeah. barely getting started. Yeah, um... But uh, th- at that point, you know, I was just like determined. Like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna show this guy, like, that I, I actually care about what I do. And right. that's, so that's, you're the, that's about the energy. This I was bring. time in a community college photo class, and you were how old were you at the time? Um, I believe I was 19. Okay, so you're at an age where 
you're trying to get something to stick to the wall. Yeah. You're trying to... And, and I, I really didn't have much self-esteem, okay? And so I, this guy I really broke didn't. you down? I almost started crying. Oh, my I, gosh. I literally, in, I literally almost started crying. And, and my friend Kit, which he, he's... I think at the time it was about, like, 40 or so. And uh, he, like, turned to me and said, like, oh, my gosh. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so, so you got used to, like, Feeling, like taking some blatant honesty and instead of like letting it break you down it motivated you oh yeah now now the way I look at um, at at like crit- criticism and critique uh, I, I can take it you know uh, I'd say you also can give criticism without I like you don't hold back I, well and the thing is I, I, I'm not like personal when it comes to uh, like analyzing someone's work and saying, like, what works, what doesn't. I don't, oh, well, I don't like you. I'm going to give you lousy feedback. Like, I look at someone's work and, like, this either works or it doesn't. Right. Well, I think I I really, I actually really appreciate that because um, sometimes people feel obligated to say kind things to their friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, they're like, oh, well, yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not that way. You're not that, you are definitely (laughs) not that way. And I know that if you say that you like something, that you're, that you actually mean that because when you don't like something, you you, you do not hold back. Well, I, I express it in my face pretty well. I I, I think you do. You, usually usually I, I I pull I pull my punches. I don't like especially if it's 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 one of my friends. I I usually can say it like in a polite way. Okay, but th- it's it's but usually it's not, shown in my face. Okay, well, I, I'll admit that. Usually, I'm, uh, it's not. Well, some of your comments can be <laughs> pretty biting as well. But the thing about it is. I think the fact that um, you're coming from a place where you're self-taught in a lot of things you do. Yeah. And that's another thing that I... It seems to be like a theme on this podcast lately where a lot of people I interview are self-taught artists and, you know, you have taken some photo classes yeah. and um, you've had some art, other art classes or no? Um, well, I mean, I had a 2D class at, at CC. But, but did you ever do like a sculpture? I never, I never took a sculpture class. Okay, and this I, is the part that kind of... Totally blows my mind, and folks, you need to look at a, your website. Would be the one to look at for all your stuff. Well, uh, for for this project, you can go to claylist.org, and okay. that and that'll route them oh, to, so, to to my long URL, which is jonathandlopez.com. Yeah, you didn't want to shorten that down for any reason. No, yeah, no. this man loves his name, folks. <laughs> loves his name. Hey, um, my parents gave me that name. No, it's I know it's a, a wonderful gift they gave you, and you should you should definitely honor that. Um, by putting it everywhere. So, um, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that when I look at your work and to realize that you're self-taught, it really, that really is remarkable. But what that says to me though, and what I think a lot of people don't appreciate, and some of these folks are going to art school or aspiring to go to art school or wishing, like a lot of times I catch myself in this train of thought, we're like, geez, if I've only gone to art school... But I'm starting to come around to the belief that um, I think I'm doing pretty well without being in art school. And mm-hmm. I'm meeting a lot of people who are doing fantastic. Uh, not to say anything disparaging. I mean, I went to journalism school. And look where that got me. No. <laughs> now I'm becoming a printmaker. I mean, it, and my industry is like circling the drain. So clearly, you know, um, I went to school twice for communications. But, you know, it's one of those deals where if you really want to know something, you really want to know something, and you're passionate about learning, which... I think serves you well your entire yeah. life. Uh, YouTube, beautiful thing. You can yeah. learn so much on YouTube. And just by trying stuff, because I, I, I have not taken a printmaking class, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you've been along for the ride on some of my most recent printmaking uh, experiments, and it's 
fun to not know really how it's going to turn out and not have a, like an instructor telling yeah. you, okay, if you do this, you will get this result. Because I feel like when you're out there and you don't have that person looking over your shoulder, well, then what? What are yeah. you going to do? Well, I, I mean, and I, I worry about like the next generation, like how, how they're learning, like how to be creative. Because it is very easy to go on YouTube and, you know, you can find out the easiest way to do this, the easiest way to do that. And uh, it's just like, there's a lot of shortcuts you can do these days. And it's like, I feel like as if one of the the best things that I had in my education, like growing up in the 90s, was like, you know, we were... Way back in the 90s. Well, we we were were (laughs) pre-internet. We were, we were pre-internet. Okay. That's a big deal. That is. That is, that is, that is you know, it exponentially changed things. And the way I see it is, you know, the, the kids don't get the chance to meander in the physical world as much. You know, they don't get to experiment with the craft as much because, like, you know... You, you can go you, find out you, the you answer. Can, and and you, you learn from the best. You don't get to start from the bottom. Like, I mean, I, I sucked uh, easily up in... Till like, you know, 2008, and, like, I just delved into it, and I said, this is what I want to do. Okay, and so tell me, take me back in a time uh, a time machine here to when you first started sculpting. How did it start? How old oh, were you? Oh, when I first started sculpting, I mean, if you subtract the, the Play-Doh years, uh, <laughs> probably, like, 2004. You know, I just worked with, like, sculpt, Super Sculpey, like, the white stuff. And, like... Yeah, uh, it was... Just the white stuff. Just, you, you just were, white. That was. Did that you was, have some kind of color issue? Were that you allergic was, to bright colors? That or was what? my. That was my trademark, man. Oh, like, so you wanted? So I, now it's white I, t-shirts. In fact, then it was white clay. Yeah, whatever. No, I'm, you, you give me you, a hard time. Yeah, because you always wear a white t-shirt. But no, seriously. So you would the, like, only no, sculpt no, with white. How old no were joke. you? No joke. How old were you? Uh, I used strictly white clay until uh, two thousand eight. No so joke. How, do the math for me. How uh, I was then? I was eighteen. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm a nineteen ninety baby, okay. and uh, I remember like my my youth minister came over and I showed him my my latest claymation, which I did to the to the music video. Or I, I made a music video for for uh, Dead Man by uh, Jars of Clay, and uh, I like Jars of Clay. Yeah, yeah, and that's ironic that it's you know clay, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a white character on a white background. Oh boy! And it was shot at like 320 pixels, so like you can imagine the detail that really popped up from from that uh, from that uh, color palette. <laughs> so from there. Well, okay, so so that was like. Did you consider that at the time successful? Yeah, you can see so people like, loved it, and that yeah, that's, okay. that still has like you know okay it it, it like peaked at, at one point because the YouTube cut the cut the audio. And, uh, of course. Oh, you know. yeah, because you got busted. I mean, yeah. You didn't have they, permission. At least they left my video up. I'll, I'll give YouTube that, okay? Yeah. Um, well, did you ever contact Jars of Clay? Say, hey, guys. Well, they, they shared it. They loved it. But the thing is, you know, Sony Corporation or whoever. They, Wait, they loved it? Jars oh, of Clay yeah, loved it? Be, it's, oh, on their, cool. it's on their website. It's on their website, really? It, it was. Until they until like it get the audio removed, but wow. it's, it's it's in there like that's pretty cool. It's in their quote unquote archives. Okay, so how did you react to that when you saw that they oh, liked it? I I think that's one of those moments where I I said to myself like this is something that like I, this is something that I enjoy doing that like other people like too, and which like I I don't know it just seems like when I was growing up, uh, I enjoyed a lot of things, but people were just not interested, right? You know, so it's just kind of me time. So, are you thinking that sculpting and creating this work to share with people was your way to connect? Oh gosh, yeah. I, I've I've never been like 
one to uh, want to spend you know loads of time with lots of people. I, I like the one-on-one contact, but um, I just feel like this is a way to get to a broad audience. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, because these are starting conversations. So from the white clay on white background when you're 18. Yeah. Then what did you, how did your work transform? I mean, what next phase did you go into? When I, when I turned 18, I don't even remember like how it came along. I think I might've just like seen some Van Aken clay at Michael's like on the shelf, uh, by the soup, the, the super sculpey. And I was like, what the heck is this? And, uh, and I tried it out and I was just, I was blown away because it, I think I was reading about different clays for animations, and that's what I wanted to do. So I, I took a year off. Like I, I was 18, I graduated from high school, and uh, and I was sculpting with the the multicolored clay. And uh, so wait, when you graduated from high school, you just took a year off to sculpt? Yeah. I was working at the coffee shop, and uh, and I, I just wanted to earn some money because I was you know I was all about like oh you know I don't have any debt and. You know, I I didn't wind up with any debt at the end uh, at CC, but um, I I just wanted to focus on yeah one uh, animation and two having enough for for college yeah and, yeah well and this wasn't and just so I'm gonna enter uh, kind of put an editorial comment out there this wasn't a case where you're like this big slacker dude that like just didn't want to go to school you were actually quite high in your graduating class. I yeah, think. yeah, I was I was third in my class. So you're not and, so and it I, wasn't I, a situation where you but, kind of flamed out at the end. But but like the thing is is that like uh, I, I didn't get any scholarships. Wait, third in your class? <laughs> third, I was not third, third in my, in my class. class. I mean you're probably shocked to hear but, uh, that I wasn't I, that high in my I, class. I, but um it, you're supposed to say yeah I'm really blown away by it. I thought for sure you were a valedictorian, but you missed that opportunity. Yeah. Um but you don't get a scholarship for being thirty. Oh, are you kidding me? That that's nothing. You know, I I what I was good at was uh, a woodshop drafting and like uh, anything to do with like like the the engineering. I guess like I really wanted like early on in in high school, I wanted to go into uh, into into drafting, but you know, everyone went into into CAD. They, no, no one does uh, mechanical drawing anymore. Okay. But uh, you know, then that's it's just like part of my personality. I like tangible. Right. And so you took that time that year to do some sculpting. And I got my first, I think I got my first SLR that year too. Okay. Yeah, I got that like ancient Canon like 300D, which is like a four megapixel, six megapixel camera. And uh, the next year when I got into the Photography 101, I came in with this this beast, you know. And uh, I don't know, I I can't remember how I got on the topic of, of shooting Oh, I remember my my cousin passed away, and uh, I got out the Van Aken clay and I sculpted up uh, a character uh, which which looked like it was sleeping, and uh, and I took a I took some plexiglass and I shot the light from below, and it just gave this really eerie look, and uh, when that came up on the on the projector screen because we didn't print anything in one on one it was all just onto the projector, uh, everyone was just like. Like dead silent, and they just say, "Wow." <laughs> so, what were you trying to what were you trying totally, to convey by that? Uh, it was, I don't know. It was just like a like a. a was it your response it was, to the loss? Yeah, it was just just like you know she was twenty eight years old and and she and some sickness just took her out. Oh jeez. And uh, it was just like a virus just killed her in I think two days or so, and uh, I don't know. I was just kind of depressed, and I and I came with that sculpture, and then. Uh, after that, I, I made uh, 
uh, a mock-up sculpt of an Edward Weston. Uh, it was like a, a, of a character like crouching, I think, sort of. Like I don't know how to like describe it like over over audio, but uh, I, I I then tried to copy Weston in clay, mm-hmm. and that was just you know an experiment with lighting and whatnot. But the people really liked that, and I thought, well, man, I love sculpting, and they like the pictures of it. Like, this will keep me from, uh, you know, screwing up my clay sculptures by, by showing them. So I, I started illustrating. Okay. So for my, like, final project, then, uh, I started making uh, uh, characters, uh, little characters in a big world, basically. Okay. So And they were humanoid characters. They weren't, like, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, animals. So, and you've kind of transitioned to it almost exclusively animals, at least in this yeah. project. Yeah, in the past few years, for the most part. I think uh, two classes back, I, I did as well. I, I did people, uh, which was like the old couple, which mm-hmm. had, you know, the really like over-the-top caricaturized uh, faces. And so, okay, so your the photo class is what led you to start sculpting and then taking the photo as your finished product. Mm-hmm. And you kind of stuck with that for the most part. And for Art Prize, you are going to have some examples for people to see the sculpture in person. Mm-hmm. And that's requiring you to do some experimenting because you have to make the clay. You have to harden the clay with add, by adding wax in to yeah. make it suitable for public it, view. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like a quarter clay. It seems like a quarter uh, paraffin wax and three quarter uh, Van Aken clay. Okay. And so you're, so, and that's another thing too. I mean, in this process, I know there's several points where I heard you talking about things you were trying to like troubleshoot, yeah. uh, things that make your process easier. Um, how do you, I made it, I made an entire new desk because the other one was so, so low. My neck was cramping from looking down for so long. So now I have a desk where I can sit like at eye level. I can just move my chair up and down. Yes, you're happy as a little clam sitting there at your yeah. desk. Um, yes. It, it's, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's so often we're sitting at the laptop and we're looking down and our poor necks, man. Oh yeah. So and you don't even realize until you walk away, like how yeah. bad, how much pain you're in until you like walk away. And so sometimes I actually sculpt and I'm looking up, you know, just to give my neck a break. Well, and how many hours have, do you think you put into... And I know it's hard to quantify, because I think when people talk about, oh, how, many, how long does it take you to do that? Yeah. And then sometimes people make a judgment based on how many hours you tell them, and they look at the work and like, eh, I don't know if I really would have put that much time into it. And that's irrelevant. And we're not yeah. saying that. But for you, how, would, how, much would, how are you answering that question? Because people I, are going to ask you I, that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to add that up. When I'm done with the, uh, the, the in-person characters... Uh, just because I, I don't, I don't want to think about it right now. It, mm-hmm. That that's just not motivating to me personally. Well, um, but you documented that. Though. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I put a I put a clock in in the in the time lapses for a reason, so that in the future I can look back and say, "Good grief, that took me eight hours. I can do that in two. Now some artists don't like to give away like the mix of how much wax to how much how much clay and like how much, you know, how, how what kind of tool they use. Cause they're really worried someone else is going to overtake them. And I know well, you feel very well, strongly well, about well, sharing yeah, what you, that's bull crap. That's the way I feel about it. Like, because I, I don't have to worry about it because people like the most important tools that you have are your bare hands mm-hmm. and nobody, nobody has hands that are the same shape as mine. So to come in there, like you would have to train yourself to, uh, 
you know, to, 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 to move like to, John Lopez. To, to, to move you, well, to move your individual hands, which are shaped different than mine, in a certain way to get the same effect. And that by that point, you're just as skilled, for Pete's sake. And it's like, then you don't need to copy me, you know? Right. And uh, all I'm interested in is giving people the information to... Uh, to better themselves at their at their own craft, it's like if someone wants to to copy my work, I mean, that big big deal, you know. So how would you feel if I copied your work? You just I, say big deal. Like, go right ahead. If I bring a pig. Go right ahead. I would pig out on the sidewalk I, in I, front I, of DeVos place the day of the Trying trying to steal my fire. No, I would never do that, John. You know it, and I'm not a hand model like you, so oh, gosh. I would be able to pull it off. Um, so, who who has influenced your work? Because I know that you kind of grew up. Well, you didn't have YouTube when you started. Like that wasn't oh, okay. you couldn't just Google no. something right when you started. Now you can, and I know you produce a lot of how-to videos yourself. Um, well, I've produced over time a lot. Right, I, right, I, not, and not, not so much now. lately because mm-hmm. you're busy doing other things. But who have you learned from? Well, um, I think personally, like the style that I work with just because it is like a lot of people refer to my, my work as, Oh, so you got a new claymation coming out. And what they mean is an illustration. Uh, right. People sometimes don't I mean, know. The it, terms. It, it, it looks uh, of the same style as, as uh, Wallace and Gromit, you know, from the aspect of plasticine, it, it plasticine just like innately has like this, uh, this, uh, I don't know, this character when, when you work with it. Right. And, uh, I, I would say that, you know, the dozens and dozens and dozens of times that we uh, borrowed Wallace and Gromit from uh, from the library back in the 90s, uh, you know, influenced me immensely. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, and that's the thing is, like, w- with, with like, the VHS days, I mean, you, you'd watch, you know, something over and over again. Now it's, like, people barely watch things over and, uh, again. Uh, but, like, you know, you have such a, such a wide choice. Right. Of, of it's everything. overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I first saw your work and we started talking about your process, I think one of the first things I asked you was, oh, so do you draw these out first and then make the sculpture? <laughs> and then I saw your sketchbook and I was like, whoa. Like, it looks like a child. I was like, these. I could be a sculptor too, maybe. You know? <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't draw that well either. And I'm a printmaker. And I'm like, uh-huh. it's, I feel like this is really hard, you know, but I work from photographs. Like I'll take a photograph of something and I like work backwards. Well, I work from um, photographs too. But what I'm saying is though, but I feel like what you're doing though, I'm actually, I can take a photo and I can trace the lines in my photo, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like I have a cheat sheet cause I can go take the photo and then I have the angles right yeah. now to try to draw them. Well, you're not working. Like you're not tracing lines. Like you're, it's like somehow in your head. Lately, I haven't even been working from sketches even. Uh, so I, how do you get your proportions though? Proportions, uh, I mean, I think it, just with practice, you kind of know your style. And the thing is, if, if you go, like, I look at literal animals. I sometimes will look at how cartoonists will caricaturize mm-hmm. the characters. But the thing is, is that I, I don't want to look like the same style as them. So usually I'll just look at the animal and take my own creative, uh, you know, licensing, licensing with yeah, with it. Okay. And that and that's really freeing because if you have this sketch up and you're like, oh well, it deviates from that, and you know I'm not satisfied with that. It's it's so much easier when you just have this like kind of loose mold to to work from. Yeah, well, clearly it's working for you because it's uh, you're achieving great results. And I remember the pig sculpture. That's the biggest one to date. You did a oh, bust of a pig. Yeah. So it's like a frustrated woman. So well, why is she upset? 
Well, in in the ad, she says, uh, "Men are a bunch of bores," and you know, like I'm sick and tired of the, you know how they stink so bad, and, they, and we have to put up with this nonsense. Basically, yeah, so she's she clearly has not found uh, someone suitable. Well, maybe she. Well, yeah, not someone suitable. She's had her her, her you know encounters with with real pigs. Yeah, so. and she's had it. So um, she is upset now. She's. A pretty big. How many pounds was that? And this is just like oh. this is just like the bust. So like yeah, the, the upper the upper part of the pig. Yeah, the the chest up. It's uh, the armature probably weighs like fifteen pounds, but I probably had easily like forty forty five pounds of clay on there. Now, when you say had, did you take that apart? No, 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 no. I was gonna say it's, it's I still there. I I need to keep it there until I start working on on the full size pig so that I can get the. The uh, the wood armature built up as much as possible, so I don't use very much clay. The clay weighs a ton. Mm-hmm. Wood weighs like half as much as clay. Right. So you're going to try to minimize your clay. Yeah. One w- w- wood like I can get a two by four for like you know two dollars and something cents. Right. Well, like wood, you know, for for excuse me for for clay, it's it's two it's two and a half three dollars for one pound. You know. So you're it's trying to be cheaper. as efficient as possible. Efficient. I can take it apart. And, and, you know, reuse it for other things. So. Is it hard to take apart the sculptures, though? Like, mentally or well, physically? Well, both. But, well, no, I, physically it's probably okay, but tedious. Physically it's easy. But, well, I, I cut my hands up a lot. Mentally, though. No, I, I, I find it refreshing. I, I love starting over and stuff. Really? Yeah, you're taking this thing, you know, the, I just the, clay's, like the clay's just, the clay's just sitting there. I'm looking at this clay, and, like, I got an entire pool table full of clay. So, like, clay you've planned, so you're already just, moving on to the next thing. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm done ready, with you. I'm you done know. with you characters. I'm, I'm totally, All you yeah. are is piles of clay to me. I, and I have some sculptures I have even photographed that I'm just, like, you know, I, like, now that I'm done sculpting, it's just like, yeah, I gotta still take that picture of that. You Before know? you take it apart. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, have, I, I hope you wait left. and do a group shot of you with all the sculptures. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to have because you. Because I've requested, have you I've requested that. that, and I think that would be really fun to see. Because that yeah. was my big thing: is that you were like at the beginning of it, you were like, "Oh, I'm just going to take them apart as we go," and I'm like, "I don't think that would be a bad idea." But yeah. you came around on that. Yeah. You got some well, play. well, I mean, the thing is, like, I my my budget changed, and like, I I could afford to. Uh, to purchase uh, quite a bit more clay. I mean, so far, just for art prize, I've probably purchased like between four and five hundred dollars clay. Yeah, and I mean that's that's really not that much clay. I mean, I purchased probably like one hundred fifty pounds. Well, you color coded also. You have paint brushes, right? That you yeah. Use. And you, what do you use the, your paint brushes for? Well, the the thing is, is that with the oil based clay, uh, like as you're sculpting, like it kind of gets this like I don't know, like you it gets stuck in your hands and it gets this weird like white look to it as you're sculpting like you're scraping it with your skin so i go in there with uh, with a paintbrush and i dab it with just a little bit of mineral oil and i'll smooth it out and then uh, i might use my my uh, you know my thumb to smooth out the rest but uh you know those paintbrushes go in there into the into the deep crevices that i can't get with my uh individual fingers and uh the thing is is that once you get the 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 oil based uh, clay in there it's 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 like oil paint mm-hmm. and so if you you if i start using green and then i hit like yellow or white white that's the worst so then you ruin your sculpture no you don't ruin it. you just gotta clean it up and that's just a pain in the butt so you figured out a way to it, it's, label it's, the brushes for what color you're working yeah with. it's it's about being fast and it's about you know making things easier on myself and like, your workbench has like tons of like hooks where you're hanging oh, all your yeah. tools so yeah. everything's really you don't really have to get up to it's not even anything. hooks they're just screws right I just, you're I just, just hanging, yeah and you're just hanging like all, all your you know any uh 
like players and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So everything's within reach. How many years have you done ArtPrize? Three. This, Three. Is, a, this is the third In year. a row? Yep. Okay. In the past, you've had prints on the wall, basically, like photos, yeah. photography. Yeah. The okay. first the first year, I did a single uh, 20 by 30 print uh, on canvas of a prairie dog, and it was just called, like, Digging Days. And that was a sculpture. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I went out into this field, I took the picture, and I stood up and walked away, and then, like, a few seconds later, a semi-truck rolled through right where I was, like, lying down in this, uh, it, it was sort of overgrown, so you wouldn't really see me. So I was oh, no. like, well, you know, it's a good thing that didn't happen, because I, I wouldn't... Wait, have, did you know, your sculpture get run over? No, too? no, no, no. I was, like, walking back to my moped. Oh, Okay, and it rolled through. Jeez. Yeah, he was flying. And just, and it was just through this like, uh, um, like, uh, like dirt lot that they plow through. And, like these semi truck drivers, like, would wow. just pull over and have their lunch and whatnot. So. Jeez. So, I didn't know that story. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad. Could have could all ended there. I'm glad you're still here. My word. Okay, and then um, your second year. Oh, art prize yeah. was last year. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bunch of self portraits, which uh, some of them didn't get put in <laughs> just because they were a little too silly or a little over the top for uh, DeVos placement. I think. Um, Wait, they didn't get put in. Did you not put them in, or they didn't well, put them in? Well, like uh, he, 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 they didn't tell me not to, but like uh, I I said, uh, which ones uh, can, can I can I put in? And uh, and I I said, you know, I I, I have three frames. I have, like three pictures all ready to roll. And uh, he says, well, why don't you just put those first three in there? Because those were, those were like, you know, my best ones anyways. Aside from the Rocky, Robbie Balboa. I really love the Robbie Balboa. Where and I, these are all photos of you. I, I, I yes, exactly. I, I had shaved the top of my head so that I had a receding hairline. And, like, I took on the character. It's going far for your art, man. Man, that was a great... I would never that a, do that. That was a great semester. And, like, I, I went around for almost an entire semester bald. Because I kept, you know, working on, on not an entire semester. What was it like? Two months? I think it was like two months. Where like I, where I had like part of my head shaved for like you know a day, and I'd wear a hat, and then I shaved the rest of it off, and I let it grow out, and I was like, oh shoot, I got to do another skull or uh, another picture with my head. Wait, completely so you were like completely bald? Like yes, because, I, I, mean, I used your hair. I used, I'm looking at you right now. I used a razor. And you are your your hair is incredibly short right now. I used a razor. And uh, even after that class, I, I, I continued for about a month. Like, why, though? Because, like, I, the psoriasis on the back of my neck was just, like, so bad. And, like, it was so nice just to be able to throw on some, like, you know, aloe or some But weren't you cold, lotion. though? Just to be bald. You know, that so was wintertime. I forgot. That was wintertime. No, you, you just deal with it. You, you wear used, a hat all the time? You, you just get used to it. No, no, you get used to it. Yeah. That was a cold winter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so... Now we're talking about your hair and psoriasis. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. It's all, it's all right. The photos that didn't get put in, and I didn't know you very well when I saw the portrait <clears throat> you took of, was it you like holding up a knife to a pair of pants? Yeah, it was. Uh, which, I, I, I mean, the photography the, was, I mean, the, the Photoshop action in there is pretty. It wasn't, it wasn't so much Photoshop. But, like all I did was remove the wires holding up the pants. Everything was either lit or uh, held up with, with wire. Okay. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people, you know, so they, they like look at So it looked like you were, like, attacking oh, your pretty... pants? Yeah. And it, it... I didn't, like, so what was the motivate? what was the thought behind that? I don't know. It's just, I have a... Like, hey, I, I think I'm going to just attack my pants. I, I just have a sick sense of humor. What can I say? But, like, it's like... It's, I, that I, would scare I, me a little bit, I, I Yeah, I mean, I'm in underwear, for Pete's sake, attacking pants coming out of the dryer. But, like, I had a, 
had this like vision that what if you know that the the clothes came alive and you know he had to shed himself of all his clothes. So I guess the underwear didn't come to life, or at least it wasn't bothering him enough to take him off and you know kill him. So I'm glad the underwear didn't come to life. Yeah, that would have been uh, a little would, much. Yeah, you probably would have. I don't know what the, the teacher would have said about that. But um, hey, that's the art department, man. It's, yeah, it's little, little... yeah, things are pretty liberal over there. Yeah. Okay, so this there's no self portraits in this this year. No. So how are you? Are you twitching a little bit since you're no, not in and, this? It's, and I, I, it's not about you. I totally wanted to make up a, a, a snake that would be wrapping around my head and, oh, yeah. I, and I make a camera. But I, I don't know, have I, enough clay. You still should I do that. I didn't have enough clay. If you I have, don't have if, enough clay, I need more green. Uh, if if oh, I if I if, if I get the time, you totally gotta do I'll, that. I'll make it. That'll be that should be your last one. That'll be my last one after uh, completing the the in person uh, work. Okay, that would but be a good one. That'd be great to have a python wrapping around my face, and you wouldn't be able to tell it's me except for like my lips, like oh, trying to guess. And that's me. what people don't really understand is that you're a pretty dramatic person. Like you can change yourself. Oh, I'm extremely dramatic. You can take on these different personas, which is really pretty entertaining. So do you feel like you're acting out through these ads? Like this is a way that, of you to like kind of yeah. get some of that out of there? You know, because well, you're kind of coming through in the ads. Didn't, didn't you make fun of one of the, the, the octopus? You were like, I think I've seen that smile before or something like that. Yeah, no, I see, when I see this work, I'm like, he's kind of doing self-portraits in subtle ways. Well, you know, I look at myself in the mirror a decent amount, you know, in order to get like the... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a self-absorbing. That really sounded. I, it did I, sound pretty self-absorbing. I, I wanted to disclaim that. I look, that. I, I, I really look at not. myself in the mirror I, a decent amount. I, I, I never I, said that. I, I cut my hair short just so I don't have to look in the mirror, like you know, over over my vanity. Well, if you've seen some of the stuff I wear out of my house, you would know I don't look in the mirror enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to agree with you like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble now. But uh, no, what, what I'm saying is okay. Like, it's getting back I, to how you. Look I'm, at yourself I'm, I'm in sort the of. Time. I'm sort of like. I think it was Jim Carrey who who like. Admitted they, they did a lot of, like, impersonating in front of the mirror. So do you do that? Do you, like, brush I, your teeth I, and kind of I, like... to I totally make faces in, in, in the uh, in the mirror in order to, uh, I don't know, develop characters. And sometimes I'm talking to myself. And so you know, how does I, that I, go I totally, over? Because I, how does that go over with, you know, if someone walks by and you're... Oh, you know, I, I have the door closed. This is, like, 3 a.m. in the morning. And I'm extremely... That's even I, worse, I, though. I'm extremely goofy. No one pays attention. Oh no! no They're like, no. oh, it's just John. It's just John. No. I don't. I don't say it. I don't say it loud. It, it totally. It, like, if someone didn't know me, that sounds like schiz schizophrenic. We've covered, you know, your, what your project's about and how you created this. What have you learned from this experience? Probably one of the hardest things, like about the project, was uh, not showing it to people. You know, like not putting it out there publicly, uh, like uh, to just every last person, and. Uh, I don't know, just, like, what I what I learned was, like, to, to be able to just, like, be in the moment of creating something rather than, like, constantly worrying about publicizing stuff. And, like, that... Social I, media has really kind of cheapened yeah. sometimes the process a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, like, I'm able to sit there and just, like, enjoy the fact that this I'm doing what I love rather than I'm trying to promote this in order to, uh, I don't know, just... To, to, to get stuff out there as fast as possible. And, like, we get into this now, 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 now. And it's like sometimes you just got to, like, build up this, like, big project. It's like you think that people would be happy watching, you know, little bits of a movie at once as they were filming it, or do they want to just go see it in the theaters? And that's sort of uh, what happened with this project. You can say you post something, 
you posted your first sculpture and you didn't get any likes or maybe oh that's and then, de- that's and demotivating you- and the, the, it, it shapes too much like you get this this feedback you know a billion things like oh I love I love the octopus and just everyone loves the octopus you get 900 likes or something and then like you know I, I work on the next project in which I personally like that better. I get like two likes, mm-hmm. you know. And so, what do you do in that situation? I mean, do oh you, well, that that, that hasn't that well, hasn't been. But yet, I mean, but. do you? I mean, so you, you just didn't want that to influence you at all? Yeah, I, I wanted to to really focus on getting better at uh, at making armatures. That's that's one of the big things that I learned. Like, I'm now working with uh, nine gauge, which is uh, nine gauge uh, galvanized steel, which is ridiculously strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to take just ginormous pliers, and I have to use bolt cutters. In comparison to what you know, I used to be able to just bend with like you know my 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 pointer finger and thumb. Well, and I've I've also noticed too since I've known you probably a, roughly a year, a little over a year now, and I've noticed with your artwork, you have gone from doing projects that would take like a day or two or three days to do a small project. Yeah. And now we're talking like those projects can be done in like three or four hours. Yeah. I mean, you're still doing, like, the pig took days. That took a while. But the smaller projects, you're doing much faster. And Because I know one of the conversations we had early on was about marketability. And like, how, and, like, how you can make something that could be, like, someone could hire you. And they might have the, not have the budget to pay someone to take four days to make something. Yeah. But they have the budget to, make so, to pay someone to do four hours of work and have it be. So you've been able to get to a point where your work is better. You're working faster. Yeah. You have these efficiencies you built in. You've imp- improved your techniques. And that has come with just working every day. And I think yeah. making it, in a way, it's been kind of like your second job. There's there's a lot of artists out there that are, you know, a million times more skilled than me. But the thing is that if you can't get it done on a, on a schedule, you know, you, you can't make a living that way. Right. Um, I just, yeah, when it comes down to, like, what you're saying is, is like, learning how to speed up the workflow and and like i i I just minimize uh waste as much as possible and Mm -hmm. time is one of those things what are you looking forward to about being able to unveil this project to the public oh as as long as people are sitting there enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. that's that's what i want to have uh happen and uh i mean i i and you know if if uh best case scenario i i find work that i can actually use like my talent and like get paid to do it, mm-hmm. you know, because like right, right now I'm just doing this, uh, because it's, it's my thing, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's your passion. Yeah. So you want to get paid to I mean, do this I, work. And like, I would be totally happy just doing like any, anything really creative. Like I'm just, just working in a coffee shop. I mean, it, it's good for, for like coming up with ideas because you're just doing the same thing, same thing, same thing. Um, you know, but, uh, it, it, it was good for for one point in my life, and now I'm 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 ready to to move on now. You mm-hmm. know, I graduated from college, and you know, it's it's just time time to start living forward mm-hmm. and doing committing yourself to the creative work. Yeah, and like like you said earlier, like I, I've I've committed this project like as if it was a job because why on earth would a, a, an employer hire anyone like for uh for for a job if if they didn't have the discipline to do that you know eight hours a day? Mm-hmm. So no, you definitely demonstrated that you can. You can do that. And uh, if the stars align and you were to win this competition or do, you know, I know there's several prizes, uh, what would you do if you won art prize? 
Oh man, well I mean if if I just got like uh what is it? I think that $20,000, I I would definitely get myself like a, a a nicer bike. I know that sounds ridiculous, but uh I I I really want to do uh, a long distance bike trip and just uh you know, just just mainly because uh biking is one of the few things that doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh I you know, just because I suffer from the the chronic leg pain. Uh I don't know, I just I just want to do something to kind of show that yes, I'm capable of of, uh, of physical things as well. Because it's just like the the reason why I got into clay was because like I was always in pain. I couldn't really get out and uh, and play sports. I was you know it's just like oh gosh, uh, my tendonitis and and my knees acting up again. Like I have to have to sit this one out. So but. right. So that's so biking is your is the area where you can uh... exercise a lot. Yeah. yeah, and you ride your bike every day, don't you? Ride your bike yeah. to work. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, th this this past week, I, I've been driving the moped just because, like, I I don't go anywhere, really. Since I'm working on this project, I have to run that thing, like, every day. Oh, just to keep it running. Yeah. 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 So, so I, you know, I get out on my bike, though. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Well, that's, that'll be a, um, that'll be, it'll be really fun to see how the public responds yeah. to this project. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to load-in day and helping you set this thing up. Now, how offended are you going to be when I go out and interview other artists? Oh, <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. I know you are, but, but I mean, yeah, that's the part that uh, people are going to be like, hey, um, are you wearing a Clayless t-shirt? <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, that's my friend, that's my friend John down there, and yeah, he's, uh, he's in this competition too. The thing is, when I was in the competition, I never, I wasn't really like in the competition, mm -hmm. like I was just so thrilled to show like the well, work and have the conversations with artists. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't like this cutthroat thing. I'm not, you're not, no, I'm not no, cutthroat no, either. No, not at all. But, like, but so what I'm saying is, obviously, you don't care who I interview because you yeah. know, you're just like, whatever. You know, If I go smash the pig or something, then you'll be upset. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be great to, to win any of those things. But I mean, what I'm interested in was like, this gave me a target mm -hmm. for, for a project and a deadline. And it's just, you know, it's cheap. It's like $50 to enter, so why not? Right. Uh, and... I don't know. It's just one of those things where where I got a lot of a lot of joy out of it, and I just this time I can actually finally uh, uh, spend some time at at the venue mm -hmm. and uh, spend some time talking with people that enjoy it. So, how is this process um, now that you're doing this? You've done this parody of Craigslist Personals. Uh, how is this? Has this inspired you in any way? To uh, I notice on your phone now, you have like a QR code with your with your digits on there. Not my digits. No, it's my email. Oh, it's your email. Okay. It's my email. Yeah, because you don't give your phone number. I don't give my phone number. If you give John Lopez's number. phone number, you know that he's must be really interested in talking to you. Your, because, your inner circle. Yeah, because... My dad doesn't even have that number, but he doesn't answer his telephone, so that's why. Okay. Well, no offense to Mr. Lopez then, but um, so it's it's it, people people are probably wondering, like, okay, so this guy is doing this parody of Craigslist Personals um, in something that just hasn't the whole social... The online social scene is not really, you haven't really found, th that's not the place you hang out, you know? I'm even less online now than I ever have been. Which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the project, you know, the underlying, like, feeling of, uh, like, how, how we discover people these days hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel, I feel so different, you know? Like, I feel like an outsider in, uh in the digital age, I, it just, I just don't fit in, in that, in that group, you know? Yeah, but I, I but I, I really enjoy Instagram because there's a lot of people out there that are sort of like me that, uh, 
they just like to post a picture of what they're working on and like kind of gab about you know what what what, uh, what techniques they're doing. So if someone wants to see your work on Instagram, it's a uh, clay period uh, alchemist. So clay alchemist on Instagram, so yeah. you can check out and you have time lapse. It's it's up there. It's, you it's, have it's probably process. it's probably easier just to look for hashtag claylist. True. That's true. There's a lot out there. A yeah. lot out there now. Well, John, I don't know if there's anything that you wanted people to know that I didn't ask you about. I'm trying not to ask you anything too incriminating. I'm trying to be kind here. Uh, too incriminating? What do you think? No, no, I just have I just have inside knowledge, and I, I don't want to, you, you, you You don't want to share any of the funny stories? Well, I don't know. That's I mean, pretty funny. Well, some of the funny stories, I mean, um, probably the funniest thing that's happened recently is the marathon printmaking... Uh, just, I mean, because you're somebody who normally goes to bed at nine o'clock, nine o'clock, because you have to be awake at three thirty to go to work. Yeah. Okay, so you were up almost twenty four hours. Yeah. The day that we made clayless t shirts. Still a miracle I didn't get a migraine from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad because I never heard the end of it. I wouldn't have blamed you for you that. You have blamed me for lesser things. I haven't you know actually it. blamed you for it. You have implied strongly that I was responsible for pain incurred. Yes, I've heard it all before. Um, yeah, no, I think there's been a lot of just, I mean, just it's funny behind the scenes stuff because I've been filming things like at the beach, you know, my kids are running back and forth so you mm-hmm. can get background people in a photo and you're smoothing out sand, crawling on the ground, and people are like looking at you. The funny part is like people will be staring at you, and you're like totally oblivious and don't even care. Oh, I just, you're, like, I so just don't care, like, man. No, you're just so into what you're doing. And I, and, and the thing I think for me that's been probably the most wonderful about being able to have a front row seat to the making of this Clayless project is being is is being able to see how happy this has made you because it seems mm-hmm. like you've really truly enjoyed making this art. And I wish nothing more for any artist out there is to be able to do projects that make you laugh, make other people laugh, make you forget that you're in pain, make you um, want to make more art, you know, and help connect you to other people in your community and beyond. And that this project, I think, regardless of what the curators that come in from out of, you know, people from big name art schools come in and say about it or, you know, the voters say about it, uh, I would say that this project has been very successful for you as an individual just because it, you have one hack of a portfolio now uh, just with the photos you've already taken, but also just that you know now that you, A, can work every day on art yeah, and, and enjoy it, and you also know that, um, you know, that, art, you, that art will connect you to other people because you've gotten some great feedback from people um, out there who've, who've seen it, and it's been really successful, and, you know, I... And, you know, none of us knew what was going to happen when you first rolled out your idea, so... In New York, oh my. I can still remember everyone looking baffled, like, what the heck? What are you talking about? Yeah, because it was a group of students from the school paper. Well, I mean, yeah, and not to mention, like, half the time when I when I come up with an idea, I'm just, I'm just rambling. Well, you're one of these people who dreams out loud to whoever's right there, and I do the same thing. Like, I'll just be like, hey, you know, I should do this, and people are like... And some people don't even care. They're like, mm-hmm. well, okay. You know, and they go back to the other conversation they're having. And I'm just like, wait a minute. That was, like, huge for me to share that with you. And they don't always appreciate that. And Well, uh, you know, like, the thing is, it's only really important to yourself until you, you, you actually do it, for the most part. Right. But it definitely, um, 
Yeah. And, and sometimes people come along for, for you on your dreams, but, you know, there's plenty of times in life where you just gotta, you know, you just gotta go, you know? Yeah, but I think it's fun if, and I think for me, like, I've often asked people, like, what do you do when you're blocked creatively? Like, what do you do when you're kind of in between projects or trying to sort things out? And the people who've been listening to the show have been along for the ride, and some of them have probably, i probably lost listeners over this, honestly. Uh, me in this, like, phase of, like, being in between things. Um, but one of the things that's been fun for me is... I'm kind of trying to sort it out, you know, like, what am I, am I going to actually start writing this book I've been talking about forever, or am I going to, what am I going to do next, and to be kind of along for the ride, you know, usually when we go places, I always drive, but on this project, yeah. I've been the passenger, and I have been um, documenting some things behind the scenes, and, and it's been really fun and inspiring for me to just see you do your thing, and get so caught up in it, and... Thank you for sharing that with me, because I really do appreciate that. And I'd say to the folks out there listening that if you're in a position where you don't have the momentum you want in your own work, if you look around and see somebody else who's you know getting some traction, or maybe they just need a little bit of a boost every now and then, if you could be that support person to somebody else when they're doing their work, the universe has a way of like bringing it all back. So you know, put out some good vibes to somebody else, and then you know, usually you get it something in the form yeah. of inspiration or you make connections um, and you start to feel motivated, you know, because a lot yeah. of times you're working on your project and I'd be like, oh, I'll yeah. carve something. And then we show each other process shots and I'm like, okay, John's going to have a process shot later this day, today. I don't want to be caught without one. You, I want to make you, sure yeah. I have my project done. And so I've been doing things that, um, you know, and I, I did not think I'd be carving a likeness of your <laughs> work ever. Like that wasn't, I didn't even think I could do, I didn't even know I could do that. So when we first started collaborating on projects, you know, I was carving, I was, I just started to make, um, t-shirts and patches and all that, but the collaboration that we've had through craft sanity projects and, you know, me helping you out with some of your stuff, um, for the clay, uh, clay list, it's kind of pushed my work in a direction I didn't expect. And I kind of just like went with that and I'm like, no, let's just try that. And that's been really, really fun. And it's been, um, pretty cool to just kind of see what you can do when you just kind of pull out all the stops, you know? Well, and like, you know, when it comes, you're, you're talking about, uh, get, getting past blacks. It's like, you gotta just be around people who, uh, who are motivated, you know? Well, you need to be around people who are doing something. Even if it's not in your field. Right. No, it's I like, don't. you know, when you're just around people who have like an energy, you know, they're mm -hmm. just like, Ooh, you know? Do you have any advice to other people who might be feeling stuck or like they haven't figured out what they want to do? You gotta, you gotta talk to a lot of different people. If you just surround people that have similar interests and y you'll, you'll never get a really fresh, you know, input on what you're working on. And sometimes those skills from, and then sometimes they're just like, you know, it might be like someone in the English department, if you're in, in college, like, who knows? You know, they they might really enjoy making what you like, and you would never have known that had you not stepped out of, you know, your your daily routine. But then, you know, you come across someone who's who's up and coming, and like their work is different, and it's just fun, mm -hmm. or it's it's just I don't know when when you just come across something that's unique, and you know, you just see this progression. It's just like, man, I want to get better. Mm -hmm. You know. So, is there anything else you want people to know about? your work or any other advice you want to leave them with? I think really what it boils down to is, you know, if, if you love something, keep doing it. And 
don't be afraid to mess up or even to to copy other people at first. As long as you don't make that a routine, you know. Don't don't make failure like the the daily routine. <laughs> at least total total complete failure. It's it's good and healthy to try new things and uh, I don't know just just put put yourself out there and don't be afraid of, of what people think because if uh, you know if if you just get get you know pushed around by the the the, the folks online which is a terrible terrible audience sometimes uh, you, you got to find your your audience and sometimes it's just like this really small niche it just seems like. There's so many people out there, you know, just give it a chance. Okay, well, this is this has been fun. Hopefully, hopefully the folks at home enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think we had a good time. I, I, <laughs> I don't think, know if they I did. I think if they can get past my, my horse voice now, like... Now, am I going to be blamed for that, too? No. Causing you to have a horse voice? <laughs> oh, my word. Okay, so that last little exchange... That is basically the summary of my whole friendship with Jonathan. So if I was going to sum things up, I would play that clip for you. So it's kind of funny that we're ending on that note. Thank you to all you folks at home for listening. I appreciate the audience. I really do. Uh, Special thanks again to my Patreon sponsors for keeping this show going. And thank you, thank you, thank you to... Ted over at ACSHomeandWork.com and his team. You guys are looking for flower sack tea towels to print and embroider on. I recommend these towels. The company also has a bunch of other home goods available on the website. So go to acshomeandwork.com, check it out. If you place an order, let them know that Jennifer sent you. It's always fun to kind of high five those people virtually that have helped keep this show going. Thanks to you all for tuning in. You can learn more about John's project by going to Instagram and doing a search for the hashtag Claylist, or you can search for his handle on there, and it's clay.alchemist. It shows time lapses of his work, and also there's um, progress shots of this whole art prize project and some of his other work too. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at craftsanity. And I show a whole bunch of stuff, like everything from running to my print shop to cleaning up my disastrous studio that actually is less disastrous. I can actually do yoga on the floor in the middle of of my print shop if I wanted to. Things are really shaping up well, folks. Once I clear the way, I think the clutter for me is like the biggest barrier to full blast creativity. So I am uh, working on that, clearing things out and just cleaning things up, and then look out, folks, because who knows what's going to happen next. I have a feeling that something big is on the horizon, and I think it's good. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to get back to cleaning my (laughs) studio. I think I have about a week more of work to do on it, but anyway, I'm going to get back to that. In the meantime, I encourage you guys to mark your calendars. Those of you who are within traveling distance of Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, mark your calendars because on September 23rd, Art Prize will be opening, and it um, goes on for at least two and a half weeks. It might stretch to three. I don't know. The most exciting time, though, is that first weekend. It's crazy busy in town, but it's really high energy, and I love it. So you can see Jonathan's project and all the other projects, and there are so many. There are hundreds and hundreds of artists that come into town, and 
thousands of spectators, and it's just a fun time. So if you've ever wanted to see Grand Rapids, that's a great time to visit. And if you do, be sure to give me a shout out because I'd like to meet some of you folks. If you listen to the show and you're going to be in town, by all means, let me know because I I work downtown and I pretty much uh, hang out at Art Prize as much as I can. Okay, folks, I have plenty to do, and I think now I'm just rambling and procrastinating from the cleaning, and that's just not good. Can't change my life if I'm going to procrastinate, so got to get going. In the meantime, craft sanity, my friends. It works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at craftsanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at craftsanity.etsy.com. Same time next week.